Okay, Tony, for today's show, we're going to be talking about, well, I'm not going to tell you what we're going to talk about. I'm going to give you a scenario first and see how you do. Imagine you have tickets to a concert and we'll say it's the ELO, oh, Electric yeah. Light Orchestra, okay? Yeah. One of your favorite bands. Yep. I don't even know if they have concerts anymore. They do. I just went to one a few months ago. Oh, this is perfect then. All right. So imagine that you find that they're going to have a concert where you want to go and you pay $300 for the ticket. All right, so you've already, you you bought the ticket. Yep. You're planning to go. Then you find out they have another concert the next week that you think is going to be even better, but that concert only cost you a hundred dollars. So being a huge fan, you buy that one and say you're going to go to both. Okay, so you spent three hundred on that first week and you spent a hundred for the same tickets, but you think that show is going to be even better for the next week. So right. you're, you're four hundred dollars in, but then. Right before the concert, you find out that you can only go to one and you can't sell them or get your money back at all. So you're stuck having to choose one of the concerts to go to. Which one do you go to? The $300 good one or the $100 great one? I go to the $100 great one. Really? Would you be surprised if I told you that about half of the people when asked this type of situation choose to go to the $300 good one instead of the $100 great one? Mm. Because of the money attachment? Yes, and it's because of the sunk cost fallacy, and we're going to talk about it and how it relates to retirement today. What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello, and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio. Thanks for joining me today. Alongside me is Tony Shore, and he's the co-host on a show in which we're going to be talking about the sunk cost fallacy in retirement. I'm Dan Wendell, owner of the Dolphin Financial Group, and I hope that you have fun with this one because I'm going to try and have some fun with Tony, which is always an interesting way to go about things. So, Tony, continuing our conversation at the beginning here, um, the sunk cost fallacy is, have you ever heard this before, the sunk cost fallacy? Well, I like the word sunk because I think of treasure, but then I also think of the Titanic and the Edmund (laughs) wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. So, um, uh, the fallacy, the sunk cost fallacy, I just assume it's the cost of, um, you know, the recovery of a sunken ship Ah, or interesting. the, the well, false cost, the falsities behind how much it would cost to get treasure from a sunken ship. No. Okay. Well, well, no? yeah. Imagine, imagine you're, you're on the, let's say, imagine you're on a, on a, on the Titanic or no on a cruise ship oh. across the Atlantic and you drop your favorite um, ELO record <laughs> down, right? You're, you you happen to be looking over, yep. singing the theme song to the Titanic and you drop your record into the water and it sinks to the bottom of the Atlantic. Are you going to go get it? No. Why not? Because it's not worth the risk. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it seems simple. It's a simple question, right? There's no way the cost to go and get it, to pay, 
you know, some submarine company to go and find it for yeah. you just isn't worth it, right? Right. So the, the, the sunk cost fallacy would be some people that would actually go and do that because they've said, oh my God, that's my favorite record. I put spent so much money on it. I got to go and get it at all costs and they're because they're attached to it. So the idea of continuing a behavior or strategy as a result of previously invested time, money, or effort is the sunk cost fallacy. Ah, so, so they spent a lot example. of money on something and they dropped it like a Rolex watch. They You drop mm-hmm. that over the overboard not that i would ever have a rolex but people out there spend money on expensive watches let's say you got an expensive watch and you drop it and you're like wow i spent a lot of money on that watch or the latest you know the latest apple watch and you drop it overboard are you going to go get it some people might want to or think they should because wow i spent so much money on that right right and to give it a more relevant example to us and you, let's say you're on record store day. Now you do that every year, right? Yes, I do. Yep. And how long do you stand in line for? Um, overnight. So, all right. Sometimes so. as much as, uh, uh, yeah, a long time, a long time. <laughs> I'm laughing at you, not with you. Yeah. So <laughs> you stand. <laughs> okay. So you're standing in line or, or sleeping in line for 12 hours. Yep. Maybe. Yep. All right. Yep. So what if, it's hour 10. The things the, the record store is going to open in two hours and you were given information that absolutely nothing in there is going to be that you want. Like there's going to be nothing you want. I know that's that's a hard to imagine, but imagine that it's just like there's not going to be all the things you thought you were going to get when you're there. Just they're, they're not going to be there. Would you stay in line for the remaining two hours to see it through? Yes. Why? Because I, I've already gone that far. There it is. Yeah. I've already spent, There it is, folks. I've already, you know, I, I'm committed at that point. Even if they came out and said, hey, we didn't get our shipment in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're here. I'll go look at what you do. Have. Right. Like, and then you'll probably buy something anyway, right? Yeah. Even that you don't want it. Right. Because you. Exactly. That's the sunk cost fallacy. So yeah. you spent your time. In this case, it's not money. It's you found time. the one thing that I would actually <laughs> do the sunk cost fallacy on. And it didn't take me no more than three minutes of show prep to do that. Yeah, you immediately knew. <laughs> Tony so, would do this. Here's one that I grew up sense. with. I'll, I'll pick on myself. So growing up, like we never went out to a restaurant. Like, you know, that's just rare. I mean, we did, but it would be for some sort of, you know, grandma's 60th birthday or something, you yeah. know. Your parents and were so, tight. Right. So when we did go to a restaurant and you ordered something, you were going to eat that. There was going to be no leftovers on that plate, right? Right. Even if it's bad, I still do that. Like if I go to a restaurant and the food is bad, I still feel the urge to finish the darn thing because I paid for it, right? Not me. Not this guy. All right. How about this, Tony? You go to a movie and you pay for tickets at a movie theater and you walk in and you're watching 10 minutes in. You're like, this movie is terrible. I hate it. Are you going to get up and leave? No, I've only done that once. You've actually left a movie? I left a movie, and I'm trying to remember which one. I know I did, and I remember doing it, but I can't remember what the movie was. I just was so, it was awful. It was the original Gone with the Wind when you first came it out in the theater? It was not the Gone with the Wind. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was probably, I don't know, Ma- Maverick with Tom Cruise. I don't know. Or no, uh, what was the name? Cocktail. Cocktail. 
<laughs> no, it wasn't that movie. I forget. It was. Uh, I, I've only done that once. Okay, so let's stick on the. But movie. I would never do it. I, I nowadays, if I paid to go to a movie, I'd see it through. All right, let let's let's switch it up here to really drive home this example. I got you with the radio store day, but imagine this scenario: you decide you're going to go to the movies. Okay, so you go to the movies, and you get up to the counter and um you reach in your wallet you had just gone you had just gone to lunch and you reached in your wallet and you go to pay cuz it's 15 bucks you're going to see a fancy movie in the IMAX or whatever and you open your wallet and you only have 15 bucks in there you had 30 just a few minutes ago but you just lost 15 somewhere you truly just lost 15 bucks you don't know where um earlier in the day you lost 15 bucks so now you're at the movie theater are you going to still buy that ticket with the 15 bucks and go see it as planned even though you just lost 15 bucks doing something stupid earlier and you don't know why? Probably. I'd probably okay. still do it. So you still buy the ticket and go in the movie. Yeah. Now, different scenario. You go to the movie theater first. You buy your $15 ticket. Then you go to lunch. And then you head back to the movie theater afterward and you go in your wallet to get the ticket and the ticket's gone. You lost it. Uh, do you buy a new ticket and go in? Well, first of all, I'd start eating lunch at a different place because there's pickpockets. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, probably because your brother Ed Wendell hangs out there and he's just picking pockets. Just teaching you a lesson, yeah. Tony. Teaching you a lesson. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, yeah, that's a better question. That makes it more interesting. Um, would I still, would, would I you buy, buy a new another ticket? Because you lost your I'll ticket be, this time. If I was being totally honest, it would probably depend on the movie. If it's a movie yes. I absolutely am determined to see at the theater, yes. Right. But if it's just like, oh, something casual to do, I might not. See, what's the difference, though? What's the difference between the two scenarios? In both scenarios, you lost 15 bucks. Oh, that's true. Yeah. See, and this is the sunk cost fallacy. All of a sudden, you're emotionally attached yeah. to the movie because yeah. you bought a ticket for it. Yeah. But if someone just, if you just lost 15 bucks prior, you don't associate that with the movie. But it's the same exact output for you. Yeah. 15 bucks, either way. Yeah. You lost it. Yeah. Right? Right. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is weird. So that's the thing. It's if you go to a bar and you buy a terrible beer, do you finish the beer? We, you and I went to a bar the other day, and we tried. Well, maybe it was it was that white Russian beer. Oh, that's what it was called. Yeah. And I tasted it; and it was horrible. And you tasted it; and you're like, what is that? It's horrible. Did I finish the beer? Yes, I did. Well, no, I only bought. Uh, I only asked for a sample. So oh, we, that's true. <laughs> but but had you bought the beer, I bet you would have finished it. I would have finished it. Yeah. Some cost. Why yeah. is it worth it to my liver? It no. shouldn't be. No, I should be able to say I don't want this. But, you know, or I know people that um, they buy expensive shoes that they hate. It hurts their feet, but they oh. still wear it because they paid, paid so much. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know if it's a sexist thing, but I, like me, if I buy a shoe and I take it home, it doesn't feel good. I take it back or I don't wear it. But right. like my wife and my daughters, like and my, my son and I would never wear a shoe that wasn't totally comfortable. If it gives us blisters, it's either you throw it out, you give it to Goodwill, or you return it if the, you still can, which mm -hmm. usually you can't. But uh, but my wife will suffer. Like my daughter, my youngest daughter, 
she wears shoes and she's like, oh, I got these blisters. And it's, I'm like, it's your shoes. They, they're rubbing there. They're too small. You got to get different shoes. Nope. I bought these shoes. I like these shoes because yes. she likes the way they look. She's willing to suffer all day in them. It's like so weird to me. It's a sunk cost fallacy. Yeah. And believe it or not, she spent so much money on it. She's attached. Yeah. Cause she did spend her own money on those shoes. She wanted right? these vans right? and they didn't, she ordered them online, which is the first problem, but. We're not going to get into that, but <laughs> shoe, ordering shoes online, I don't get it because I got to I got to walk around the store. I got to run up and down the aisles a few times. <laughs> I, I'm a mess in a shoe. This store. I want to see. We got to yeah. do a remote show of you t- <laughs> in the Foot Locker <laughs> at the mall, running in place, running up and down the aisles, walking. Yes, Mall of America. They keep asking me, sir, can we help you? No, nope, I'm good. Just walking around in all their different shoes. This is why we need to have mental health uh, staff at the shoe stores. <laughs> well, actually, it's funny you bring up mental health because everything you've been describing about this uh, sunk cost fallacy, uh, it seems it's it's all mental. It's behavioral. Yeah, yeah. it's behavioral is a yeah. better way to put it. Uh, and just when I talk to you, I want to say mental. I don't know why, but um, <laughs> <laughs> rather than behavior. But you, uh, so so I think we get it right. So you kind of get the sunk cost fallacy now, throwing good money after bad. I, I um I was a poker player. I, I still play sometimes, but that was a big thing, you know. Um you're in a pot and someone bets and you're like, Oh, I put so much money in. I I know I can't win, but I gotta see it, you know. I gotta oh, see it through. Yeah. Right? And you just throwing money away. Yeah. Sometimes it makes sense if the pot's big enough, but a lot of times it's like I, you gotta fold. As Kenny Kenny Rogers said. Yeah, Kenny. Let's you know Wow. So you gotta so know when relate? to hold them and of course then you have to also know when to fold them, Dan. Mm-hmm. And I think a wise uh, I think man once too much said fun. that with a big think, gray beard. I think you're having too much fun, so I need to switch it up and relate this to retirement planning. Oh what do you say? Okay. <laughs> At least you didn't so bring up about, taxes again. Holy cow. I'm not gonna bring up taxes. That let's, anyway, go ahead. Um, let's talk about some, some sunk cost fallacies that retirees face. Oh, a big one is their house downsizing. Now, you know, people that should get out of their house because it doesn't make sense to live there, Yep. but they are emotionally attached to it. I spent my whole life here. I got all this stuff. I can't move. What am I going to do with my stuff that I don't use? Right. Right. So the decision going forward is, man, get out of that house. It's got stairs. You really need to go to someplace that doesn't have stairs. It right. just makes so much sense. You're going to save money because you're not going to have so much electric bill for the five rooms you never use. But, oh, but my stuff, I spent so much on it. I, you know, I can't, I can't give it away. Why not? There's an emotional attachment to it. The sunk cost to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. retirees face that big time when it comes to housing situations or well, just this assets. Yeah, there's stuff. Physical stuff. Yeah, stuff. physical stuff. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a reoccurring problem for so many seniors, and mm-hmm. it's already becoming a problem for my wife and I. More on her end. I'm I can easily I, I I'm I'm willing to get rid of stuff. You know what I mean? I totally get that, Tony. You know, certain people are more attached to stuff than others, but it's just the sunk cost fallacy. Here's another one that. Um, retirees face uh, staying or staying in a career too long. They should retire, but they're like, ah, oh, I've been here forever. 
you know, or they, they stay in like, I don't, I hate my job. I want to do something else, but, uh, you know, I put so much energy in getting my degree in law. Well, I'm not going to go and become a artist, take too much and I won't, you know, so they, some people get stuck in careers that they don't want or a losing business. I see this a lot. Um, Hey, why don't you sell your business to retire? Ah, you know, this is my baby. Well, you know, if if you can get out now, um, that's not enough. I need more for it. And then, and then what, what next? Then they should have, then it's like, I would have, should have, could have sold it earlier. I didn't because they, they're not thinking about the future. They're thinking about the past. They, they're dwelling on the past. That's the biggie. Um, another one retirees face, and this is a lot of people, especially, well, it's, when you hold on to investments too long, we, we, we talked about this in the past. I used to be a day trader. Um, my average hold time was eight seconds. That was long for my, for my peers. But when you made a decision to buy something, the first thing you need to do before you even bought something is know when you're going to get out. A lot of people hold on to their investments just because they're emotionally attached to them or there's sunk cost. You know, I own, um, I own Kodak stock because I bought it when it was young and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I know that Kodak's kind of going the way of the dinosaur, but man, think of, I had, I used to own it when it was $200. Now it's 20. I I, got to wait for it to come back. No, no. The key is when you buy an investment, you got to look at it going forward. That's why you see forward earning statements. When you when people like I have a lot, a lot of money managers I meet with, they're not talking about historical prices necessarily. No. I mean, they'll look at dividends, but if if a company says, "Yeah, we're cutting our dividend," you could say, "They haven't cut their dividend in 100 years. I'm not I'm sticking with them." But then they cut the dividend. It's like, "No, nope, they haven't. This is the first time. It's okay. That they're okay." No. They cut the dividend for a reason. Going forward, there's a problem. We're out. Right? But people get attached because they put their money into that investment. And for whatever reason, they can't get out. It's some cost fallacy. Yeah. Yeah. I've never thought about that before. I've never heard that term sunk cost or sunk cost fallacy. And I never really thought about it in those terms. I I love the movie ticket analogy, but I I like how you're relating this to retirement because now that I start thinking about it, there are a lot of examples as far Mm -hmm. as retirement and retirement planning of sunk cost fallacy. Uh, yeah. the home moving is a downsizing is a big one. Yeah. Uh, another biggie is financial advisors like me. You have a guy, I got my guy. I've had him for 20 years. You know, we, we met when I was 40, I'm 60 now. Um, are you talking about social security timing? Are you thinking about how you're going to start spending your assets instead of growing them? No, my guy, you know, he's been growing my assets forever. He doesn't, we don't talk about that. Why not? Well, that's not a specialty. Yeah, my guy well, is, my guy's done a great job growing my retirement assets, so I'm going to stick with my guy. Problem is, is that guy uh, isn't a, a retirement planner, even though he might call himself one. He's a broker, probably. Yeah, you know what it is, Tony? A lot of people, their guy, even when their guy isn't doing a good job, or their girl, you know, doesn't. Um, when they're not even doing a good job, they stick with them because of all the time they invested with them. I get that a lot. Wow, you're making so much sense. I never thought of it this way. How come my guy hasn't told me this? Well, it's okay. You know, it just we're, we're moving forward. Yeah, I can't. I've been with them forever. You know, I, I gotta. I, I can't just. I can't just leave now. And it's they become emotionally attached to the past, 
instead of looking forward. What's best for you going forward? And I get that a lot. I get that a lot. People just get stuck. They get stuck in a rut because that's just the way it is. Well, um, and part of it, what you're saying, though, part of that is even even as much as being stuck in a rut or the cost fallacy, uh, or fallacy, you got to point out that it's part of the transition from their working years into their retirement years. And, you know, they're sticking with the guy they had in their, you know, uh, their working years. And it was all about accumulation. But that same financial person hasn't prepared them or maybe not be able to uh, prepare them for the retirement years. You've grown the funds, but have you maximized Social Security? Have you looked at Medicare? Does that person know how to a plan for taxes in retirement, these, the, those types of things. Which would seem hugely valuable, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. not enough sometimes because of the sunk costs. People yeah. are like, oh, yeah. I, put, I've been with, I put 20 years with this person. I can't just leave now. That's not the way you should look at it. You should say, going forward, what do I need? Who's going to give me that? But it's really hard. It's really difficult for people. Another one I see um, and this is more specific to uh, insurance, life insurance. I see people in policies. I get one of my most popular videos is on um, the collapsing universal life policies. If you know, if you have one, you know what I'm talking about. These things, oh, they're gonna they're gonna be cheap, and then I'm gonna be a millionaire when 20 years from now. And people are calling me saying, "Hey, this thing was supposed to be doing this, and it's not. Um, what do I do?" And sometimes the best thing to do is get rid of it. Get rid of it. But oh, I've already put three grand into this for the past three years. I, I, I can't get rid of it now. Well, it might not pay off for another 15 years. If, if and when, maybe. Hope. Yeah. Oh, we all. Uh, so you're going to put another 15 years of pain and suffering to, for something hopeful yeah. when you could just cut your losses and get out now? Right. That's a big, that's a prime example. People do that all the time where they buy the expensive house or car. And then, they, you know, it gives them that joy initially. And then after a year, they're like, I don't really like it, but I can't get rid of it now. You know, mm-hmm. people do that all the time. They move to Florida. They buy a house. They're like, I don't, I don't really like it. Uh, what do I do now? Sell it. Well, yeah. uh, closing costs. And, uh, <laughs> are you going to be miserable for the next 20 years yeah. or you just cut your losses? You know, that's the sunk cost fallacy people face in retirement all the time. And they just. You just got to be aware of it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really important, and that's a an interesting concept. And if we make ourselves, we're subconsciously doing these things. So if we're more conscious and aware of them, we'll make fewer of those mistakes. And uh, financially, in the long run, it's going to help us, whether we're in retirement or not. Just in general, uh, it's a good thing to look at. But especially when it comes to the retirement issues you talked about. Now, Dan, we're almost out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go today? Yeah, I, my one recommendation would be don't stand in line for a record at a record day. That would be, you know, just don't do that. No. Too too close to the too close to the heart, Tony. So, Dan, I think the topic <laughs> was really good today. There were some good examples of some cost fallacy and some examples that I don't see how they applied. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah I right, probably folks. shouldn't, but that's more of a, that's an event. Uh, that's just a fun thing I do once a year. 
we have we have limited time on this earth. Don't do things that aren't don't bring joy. Tony, you get joy out of that. I know you go with your son. Oh yeah. I'm not telling you to stop that. Yeah, we love. I'm that. joking. Yeah. I but know. if you're sitting in a movie and it's terrible, get out. If you if you buy yeah. something and you realize, you know what, this is a lemon, get out. I know. Yeah, you put money in. It hurts. It hurts. People don't like losing. They really don't like. They're yeah. loss averse. Yeah. So so they just stick with things when they shouldn't. And retirees don't have the time to make it up. You don't have the time to say, oh, oh I should have done that. Regret is terrible. And living with something just because of the sunk cost fallacy, you got to get over it. Sometimes, it, you know, it's even easier. You drop your cell phone off a cruise ship, you're not going for it. You just know it's not. But um what if Samantha, you know, Samantha, her husband and her went on a cruise and he lost his wedding ring in the ocean. Oh. Um, he got hit by a wave ring came off. They gave up immediately. They're like, you know what? We're not going to find it in this churny ocean. There's no chance. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But some people would spend the rest of their cruise searching for that. Yeah. And wasting it. You know, sometimes you just got to realize, move on. Yeah. That's the lesson here. Yep. Yep. Sometimes you have to look at the cost, the value and cost. Yeah, you're losing, but if you pursue it in the long run, you're, you're, you're going to lose more. Why add to the loss at that point? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. sometimes Don't you stay... have to cut your losses, as they yeah. say, right? Don't get attached to previous effort, time, money. Just, you know, you have to think about it. Yeah. But if you cling to the past, you're going to fall victim to the sunk cost fallacy yeah. a lot of times. I love it. The sunk cost fallacy. Well, great topic today. And what's that phone number one more time, Dan, that our listeners can call? You can go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com or call 888-508-5935. Thanks for a great show, Tony, and for letting me pick on you a little bit. <laughs> no problem. And that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendt. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Delphine Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.